There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, welcome to Hip Hop Saved My Life. I hope you're well. Sorry that this podcast is becoming a bit more sporadic. I say becoming, this is not a progression. I mean, last time I definitely said we're going to put these out more regularly. Uh, that's not happened. I'm doing the sitcom. Rupert's busy, so it's, uh, it's as uninteresting as that, really. Today's episode of Hip Hop Saved My Life is with Angie Thomas. She wrote a book called The Hate You Give, which was like a New York Times bestseller. She's just written a book that's come out in February this year called On The Come Up, and it's about a girl becoming a rapper or trying to become a rapper and the challenges that entails as she tries to sort of overcome her circumstances by achieving success from being a rapper. Angie is like a massive hip-hop head. Uh, she's a, She was a great guest. She knows her stuff. And, you know, being honest, it's nice having an American on, you know, because when you're British, you've got a slight degree of separation and she doesn't have that. So... Yeah, it's a great episode. I'm sorry they're sporadic. I could say to you that we're going to try and keep them all regular, and we are going to try. Will that manifest itself as actual results? Who knows? Uh, stay tuned. Uh, anyway, for now, Angie Thomas, Hip Hop Saved My Life. Enjoy. This is the Hip Hop Saved My Life podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Let's sit back, because it's time for the podcast. Welcome to uh, Hip Hop Save My Life. How are you, Rupert? I'm good. Um, good. I'm I've feeling... uh, had a wisdom tooth out. When today? No, a couple of two weeks ago. Okay, so why are we talking about it now? Because it's it's infected. Okay, so super just disgusting. Bear with me. So how did that happen? <laughs> the wisdom tooth. Like, how did you get infected? Is, is it something I've got about a your thing lifestyle? called um, what's it called? Dry dry socket. Oh my god! This is like <laughs> oh. the worst start to anything. <laughs> Why? So yeah, it's Why? like throbbing. What? So how do you get a dry socket? Is it because it doesn't uh, it doesn't seal over properly? Okay, so it's exposed root. So okay. yeah, is that something? Apart from that, I'm great. But is that something that you've done, or is it just no, no, no? It's just so bad it does art? happen. It's quite, it can happen with post extraction. Okay. Yeah. So, but you will be okay. Yeah. But just well, that's great news. Uh, that's great news for me. Uh, that's also I'm great taking news. medication. So that's that also has its own side effect. That you've got like yeah, yeah. what? And what's what side effect? What are the side no, effects? I'm, I'm being silly. But are you taking medication? Yeah, just man. So that wasn't a joke. No. But the side effects. That was the joke. joke. Right. <laughs> are you feeling on form today? I think so. Yeah. Let I'm not because I've turned up late. Oh. We're, we're joined by our guest today. Is got here early. Got here early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A New York Times best-selling author, Angie Thomas. Hello, Angie. Hi. You've come all the way. Well, do you still live in Jackson, Mississippi? Yeah. Right. I do. So you've come all the way from Jackson and got here early. Got yeah. here early. Yeah. I've come from Crawley, <laughs> which is, and I've managed to be late. So I'm really sorry about that. It's but okay. like, you know, um, I don't know. It's going to change the tone of this, really, because. I feel really bad about it. No, because, don't. No, but I can't help it. I can't help it. But it was beyond your control, right? We all had a nice chat before. Yeah, what did you talk about? 
like uh, American soap yeah, operas. Yeah, soap opera called Passions. Yeah. You, no, I don't know. Do you know a soap opera called Young and the Restless? Yes. Yeah, I was in that. Do you know that? Oh, really? Yeah, just for one episode. They let me be like a cameraman. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't recognise me. It was just, oh, uh, it was just like a. <laughs> Oh, it was I just do, like a short, it was just like a little cameo. <laughs> that was, no, 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 it's fine. It was no, an no, iconic to... role. I no, remember no, no, right it's now. All good. My bad. I'm no, so no, sorry. No, it's, all, it's, all, it's all good. It's all good. Um, no, it's fine. This is a show where everyone apologises to each yeah. other. <laughs> <laughs> and you are joined by your mum. Yeah. Hello. We, I know you're not on mic, but you can just nod and wave. There she's waved. <laughs> she, I can, Angie, can you confirm that your mum did wave? My mom did wave. Do you see your mum always come with you on these things? Um, on this tour she came, so she right. doesn't come on everything. She likes to go on the um, on the trips out of America, basically so she can go to places where Trump isn't there. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. She, <laughs> she likes those trips. <laughs> Um, can I ask you, because I was just on my, when I was on my way here and the train that was late completely outside of my control. I apologise. That I was looking on Twitter and uh, and they showed that they've started retweeting again this video footage of Trump referring to Melania and the woman that he's referring to is, is clearly not Melania. Have you seen this? I have. This so what is, what is the, what is the, what is the, what is the fallout yeah, from that? Yeah. Like, is that, have, have we established what was going on there? Because... It's, it's funny because me, my publicist and my mom, we were all talking about that yesterday in the right. airport. Yeah, you know, I think it's a body double. And and they've shown like pictures and we see the Secret Service agent who looks like the person they're trying to claim is Melania. Right. So no, someone called her Melani B. And so <laughs> I'm like, that's it. Because like she's shorter. Yeah. And like her face is not her. Yeah. And she's black, which is so yeah. weird. <laughs> no. I just think no. if you're going to try and get... No, no but here's the, here's the real proof that she's not the real one. She holds his hand. Right, right. The real yeah, one yeah. does not hold his hand. Yeah. So. Also, the other thing is, it's so his behaviour. Like, why ref- he goes? She's right here. She's <laughs> right here. St- like, don't make reference to her, dude. What are you doing? If you're trying to get away with this, don't refer to her. That's exactly the opposite of what you exactly. should be doing. I don't understand. And Melana, do you want to say anything? Huh? This is her right here. It's so that is her definitely. By the way, in case anybody's suspicious that that is not, let me just reiterate for the benefit of the crowd. This is 100% Melania. I just want to. I just want to make that crystal clear to everybody. And I would recognise her because I'm a husband. So you know, I'm just telling you. It's so crazy. No, it's it's the be- I think it's one of the best conspiracy theories though. But I'm, I'm starting. I think it's true. Yeah, that's not her. No, but at this point, you sort of wonder what would he have to do because he's bulletproof. Every time, so many times, I've heard things where people have gone, "Oh my god, he's in trouble." <laughs> I mean, he's definitely going to be gone now. It just doesn't matter. He could right. literally pull out a gun and open fire on the crowd. And and he would get away. Honest, I just, just don't know what he's like. Trump. Yeah, that yeah. is just. He that actually is just said that once. He said he could do that once. Did he? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So let's not give him any ideas. No, um. no. I certainly, if that happens later on, I certainly don't want this podcast to be called. <laughs> You'd have more apologies. I, I was listening to uh, <laughs> Hip Hop Saved My Life. <laughs> great podcast. Great podcast. <laughs> Wow, you, that's a good impression. I know. Was, right, yeah. I've never, I've never, I've never really done it. I just pulled impression. it out of the bag. Right there. Oh, <laughs> mate. <laughs> 
Anyway, listen, sorry, this is not what we're here to talk about. Okay. We're here to talk about you and your relationship to hip-hop. But um, first of all, you congratulations on an amazing career so far. Thank you. Uh, your first book, The Hate You Give, uh, was number one in the New York Times bestsellers list, like critically acclaimed. Basically, you knocked it out of the park, right? Thank you. Yeah. And uh, now your book came out last month, didn't it? Yes. Your new book. Uh, on the come up and this is uh, particularly pertinent to this podcast because this is about a young woman who's trying to become a rapper one of the things that interested me was that um, you talked about you were writing stuff before and you were writing you know you were, you were a writer before obviously you did your first book but then when you came to write your first book you felt it was important to represent the, the issues surrounding Black Lives Matter and, mm -hmm. and, and, and the the black people in America and this is something that you felt you wanted to incorporate into your stories how right. did you come to that that decision yeah you know for me um, there were a couple of reasons one I was not used to seeing books about people like me especially in young adult literature you know when I was a teenager I hated reading because yeah. I wasn't used to seeing books about black girls you know I, like the two big books were Twilight and The Hunger Games and I often say I remember looking at those books and thinking I cannot connect with this because one Twilight my mom would not have let me date a 300 year old vampire Yeah, you know I would have brought Edward home and she would have been like you were born when no <laughs> goodbye and that's it that's not even a short story much less a novel yeah. you know yeah. and then The Hunger Games she would have volunteered as tribute I wouldn't have even had a chance to raise my hand so I'm like what is this you know <laughs> you know black parents is a whole different thing so I was not I was not used to seeing books like that so I wanted to create those books and I think that's important you know so that kids can have something to see themselves in and then to see other people unlike themselves and it was just and it was cathartic too to be able to tell um, stories that people like me connect with and that we can feel seen and heard in and 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 express ourselves and our true authentic selves be our true authentic selves so it was it was cathartic for me so that's I think that's why we all write is because it's a way to release emotions for us and stuff like that and one of the best ways to do that is to write stories that we actually identify with right and and did you um did you encounter any sort of opposition because obviously you're doing something that's quite different your first book was very different and this is like the story of like somebody trying to Somebody trying to get into become a rapper and it sort of backfires because of not backfires but she sort of gets misconstrued, doesn't she? Mm -hmm. So, did you encounter any opposition to that, or was it were people like, oh my god, this is like completely different to what's being written at the moment? Like, how, what was your experience? Um, you know, I didn't face opposition like I thought I would, but I think the thing is, you know, I've sold a certain number of books at this point. They're like, whatever you write, we'll take. <laughs> so, I, you know, that's, yeah. that's just. If you'd have sold eight <laughs> copies, they would have yeah. been like, yeah, we just sort of think about this whole message thing <laughs> and how married you are to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would have been different then, yeah. But, you know, but like my editor and I, we had a great conversation about it. And, you know, I, I wanted to continue a conversation about black girlhood and what that looks like. And then, what's it like to be a young person in America? especially a young person of color and and I think both books do that you know with with on with hate you give we see star dealing with racism and ra systemic racism and police brutality but with Bree we see what so many everyday black girls face you know and that's dealing with um, stereotypes that's dealing with poverty at times that's dealing with um, people making assumptions about you and censoring you and all of these things so it, it's it's for us it's just I feel like we're still in that same realm, just a different topic. So I often say Star and Brie are two sides of the same coin. And when you're obviously your book's about hip hop, did you have to like, did you just write from your own sort of experiences with no hip hop or did you sort of immerse yourself in that 
world to try and get a bit more insight into it? I, I wrote about my own experiences. I'm a hip hop head through yeah. and through, you know, and I wanted to be a rapper when I was a teenager. Right. I sucked at it, but I wanted to be a rapper. When Listen, I was you and I have that you and I have that in common. Oh, really? Because I was a dreadful rapper. What, oh, was your really? rap, what was your rap name again? My rap name was Ranga the Lazy Eye. What, what was yours? Oh, mine was like Young Short A. Okay. Yours is a lot, your name's a lot better. <laughs> than no, that, yeah? I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> so how far did your career get? Like your rap career? I mean, I did like a radio interview. I was in uh, Right On magazine, which was a teen magazine. And I had like an article in the local newspaper. But did you have a release? You had a track out? Huh? No, I did a demo. Right. And like, it wasn't good. That's it. Do you remember <laughs> any of the track titles? It what? Do you remember any of the t- song titles? Um... I don't. <laughs> I really don't. Yeah. I don't. I think and is that because you genuinely forgotten? Is it sort of you know when sometimes we like to just block out a, a part of our history? I blocked that out. I blocked that all the way out. Like somebody found an old article and they found my old website address and I even forgot I had a website. I completely blocked that all out. Yeah. It was traumatic. Was it still live? <laughs> I haven't looked. I should probably oh, God, yeah, look. You need to get that and out. take that down. <laughs> Making a note. I had. I did because I didn't even. I, I had, I didn't even have that. I, I had no success. Mm-hmm. I used to put out some like mixtapes for like friends. And how would sell, you put them out? How we put them yeah, out? Yeah, We were just like oh, MySpace. Or... No, no. This was like this. I'm talking about physical. Right. I'm talking about physical copies. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I'm older than you. Like you're thirty, right? Thirty. Thirty-one. So I'm, I'm ten years older than you, and I look it. But like, <laughs> but, but we were putting out physical tapes. Right, so yeah. we would record these tapes and go and sell them, mm. and like our oh, units blew to up. Shift. Uh, <laughs> I reckon. Uh, one Best of our mixtapes in sort of the Horsham area, mm. we've got like the between, Horsham charts. Yeah, we've got about 15, 20 copies out. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's a good yeah. debut, man. And we've got a lot of good feedback <laughs> from like my mum. Yeah. And like my brother said it was good and like one of my cousins liked it. So yeah, yeah all good, man. Yeah. But uh, one of the embarrassing, one of the most embarrassing things I ever did, I said, you know, like, I, you know, trying to be hip hop mm-hmm. is one of the worst things you can, like, what I mean by that is I did like this. There's a spate in the UK of like rap battles, and like every they're obsessed with rap battles, right? So we started. Mm-hmm. I used to do like these little rap battles. I was terrible, and then like I remember there's a newspaper there reporting on the rise of rap battle culture in the UK, right? <laughs> and so like it was the Guardian, the Guardian. I don't know wow. if you've had any deals with the Guardian, but like they're like super left wing liberal paper, but they're very mm-hmm. like um, this is really uh, exciting new subculture emerging in the uh, Porsche area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> rap battles where where youth of color can really express their rage and act. you know like oh one of those God. like you know that super like <laughs> over the top kind yeah, of like yeah, yeah. so they were there and then they said oh can we take a photo of you because I'd just done a battle and been absolutely destroyed but like I said yeah okay and then the one of my biggest regrets I've ever had is I did just stood there for the photo and then he said <laughs> he said could you be a bit more hip hop oh my and God. then the pose I threw was like you know like like when like a white uncle turns up to does something that. and says, Yo, I'm MC Wacky Wack. And then, like, <laughs> does like some super hip hop, throw up the duff use. Like, oh my God. Oh, mate, I totally, I totally went, Oh, it was so embarrassing. And, and then I thought, as soon as I did the pose and he took the photo, he went, That's great. I thought, I need to, you need to destroy that. Yeah. But I didn't have the guts to say, Oh, you know that photo I just posed for? You need to destroy that or I'm going to have to kill you. I, 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 I was so embarrassed, but I didn't have the guts to say anything. So. Did you get a copy, though? No. 
It's pre-online as well, so it's not available anywhere. No, I don't think so. We'll have a look. It might be in the yeah. archive. A friend of mine yeah, works, I'm not friend of mine works there. I can find out. Yeah, great. Thanks, Matt. That's not that <laughs> Here's a little bit that you like to call, how did you get into hip-hop? So, you're a hip-hop head. Yes. How did you get into hip-hop? Um, by listening to it from the other kids in my neighborhood. Yeah. Like, I can call my mom out now. She listens to it now, but back then, like, she was Didn't very, like it. No, she was into the old school and into church music, you know. Okay. So I wasn't I wasn't hearing that at home. I was hearing it in, in my neighborhood with the right. older kids. So, like, I remember, like, hearing Ice Cream Man by Master P for the first time. Right, and right. I was a kid, so I literally thought he was talking about ice cream. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he was yeah. not talking about ice cream, people. <laughs> he was talking about drugs. But... Uh, <laughs> But I mean, here I am. And that is, we should have given a spoiler alert. There could be people there that still think it's about <laughs> ice cream. I'm yeah. sorry. Sorry to destroy that. I just that ruined for you. it. But yeah, no, it's fine. No, but I was a kid, so I thought, oh, this is the coolest ice cream man I've ever heard in my life. Kick the block, dressed in white, with some better jabos, a pocket full of stones. Three G's and trying to lose these hoes. In the test, coming sick, cause it's the first of the month. Fiends on my page, are like I'm trying to take these fools to lunch. Going crazy in the ghettos, trying to kill me. My little homies lost his life. Y'all fools feel me. I pack a heat, cause I'm paranoid at nighttime. Rocks be pulling jacks, I'm in the hood, busting gangster rhymes. So, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, that's how I got into it. So, your mom wasn't very keen on you getting into it because of the language and stuff like that, right? Probably, probably. I mean, we'd already had like a little incident with me when I was younger with TLC. When I was in pre-kindergarten, like four years old, my yeah. preschool teacher, she played TLC all the time during nap time. Right. But I was the kid. I did not sleep during nap time. So I'm <laughs> listening to her play TLC's first album. Yeah. And I'm coming home at four years old talking about if I need it in the morning or the middle of the day. <laughs> you know, two inches or a yard, rock hard or if it's sagging. At four years old. And so, <laughs> and so um, she's like, what? Yeah. So, yeah, after And you that, thought that was about, what, warm milk? You know, yeah, yeah, two yeah, inches okay. or a yard, yeah. rock harder if it's sagging. I think, I don't know what I thought that was about. I think it just went over my head. I thought it sounded good. Your teacher needs to be sad. That's a weird I mean, that, was, that, that is time, yeah. one of the most insane things for an educator. I mean, listen. Maybe they fell asleep and just left it on chuckle. That is... That is one of the worst examples yeah. of an educational practitioner I've ever heard of. But I'm a huge TLC fan now, so yeah, because yeah, of sure. that. So you, so then, so we listened to it in secret, or did your mum eventually just acquiesce? Uh, I she was eventually just okay with it. I mean, right. it's everywhere. It was everywhere, you know. And so I was listening to it all the time. So um, I was listening to Tupac. Yeah. Um, I was listening to the Biggie too because I have no beef with them. They had beef with each other. Yeah. You know. <laughs> um, and a lot of southern rappers like Outkast and stuff. Especially once I started listening to Outkast, my mom really got into it. She loves yeah. Outkast now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, Outkast are like. They, I know that within hip hop mm-hmm. they are revered, right? Mm-hmm. But they should be held as geniuses. I mean, like yeah. they're just unbelievable. Mom's nodding, like, <laughs> <laughs> but they're just unbelievable, yeah. aren't they? I sort of feel sorry for Big Boy if I'm being honest with you, because like Big Boy is like one of the best rappers ever because yeah. of Andre. He gets overshadowed. <laughs> <laughs> but he's doing great work as a pit bull dealer, isn't he? Or something? Yeah, yeah. He breeds pit bulls, so yeah. yeah, yeah. But they they were incredible, so. That's that's how I got into it. Rack your brains. Give it some thought. What was the first hip hop album you bought?
What was your first ever hip hop album? Um, my first album was, I want to say, who? It's hard to, I, it's hard for me to call TLC hip hop, but TLC was one of the first. Yeah. You know, but um, I'd have to say. The one I remember the most is Ready to Die by Notorious B.I.G. Nice. Yeah. Who the fuck is this? Page of me at 546 in the morning. Crack a dawning. Now I'm yawning. Wipe the cold out my eye. See who's this page of me and why. It's my nigga Pop from the barber shop. Told me he was in the gambling spot and heard the intricate plot. A niggas want to stick me like fly paper neighbor. Slow down, love. Please chill. Drop the paper. Remember them? Yeah, I remember having the tape and then the CD and just playing it over and over and over again. So. Um, oh, we've been li- I've been listening. Yeah, I have as well today. Yeah. Oh, really? Because I obviously- forgot yeah, how rude yesterday. some of the skits are talking about. There's some quite dirty stuff on there. Yeah. yeah. Skit yeah. specific. Well, I'd forgotten about yeah, it, but totally I hadn't, about I'd it. forgotten about their skits, yeah. but luckily, my oldest son's nine and his teacher's been playing some of their skits during his nap time. So, <laughs> so I, I, I was reminded of what was... What was on that album? So that was, that was great, just to get a little refresher on that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He came home the other day. He was singing Machine Gun Funk. Uh-huh. Like, it was great. Uh, but um, but that's okay. So Ready to Die. Like, like mm-hmm. for me, I love Biggie, right? Yeah. And uh, would you say Ready to Die is your favourite of his album? Yeah, I'd yeah. have to say so for sure. Because Life After Death was like it was good, right? But yeah, but it was it. it they, you could tell they were changing the sound towards yes. the, towards the shiny suit era, you know. And that's nothing against the album, but you know, it sounds like puff and shiny suits. Yeah, you know. Whereas Ready to Die is way more gritty and just Brooklyn. Ready to Die feels like what Biggie really wanted to make, and mm-hmm. then like. Puff just sort of like was chatting to him a lot and going, no, you've got to smooth it out a little bit. I remember like uh, like the One More Chance remix. When that mm-hmm. remix, you know, that sort of it had a much more R&B flavour than the album original. Yeah. And then I started to get, I remember being really upset. Mm, like just going, oh, no, man. Oh, like, big, like, big, have you heard big, that Biggie remix, man? Like, soft. Oh, that must be Puff, man. Like, Biggie one. Biggie's like yeah. hardcore, man. I bet, I bet, like, I bet he didn't even know that was coming out like that, man. Like, and and you notice too, like on Ready to Die, you don't get a lot of puff ad libs, mm. and on Life After Death, it's like, oh my god, he danced his yeah, way into the, the studio. Life After Death, I'm, Life After Death, he's the first voice you hear on that record. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, it's, it's just like, him talking to Biggie in hospital. What would have just happened? Shut if he, up! If he was like, still- <laughs> If he was still around now, do you think they would have fallen out? What? If he was still around now, do you oh, think they would have... Like, listen, yeah. I think yeah. they would have fallen out. Because yeah. like, yeah. he, he would have just gone, look, dude, listen. Chill out. Yeah. Like, I appreciate it. It's my time. Do you want to relax? Yeah. Right? Do you want to just chill out a bit? Yeah. I don't need you on like, every song saying, yeah. take I know. that. Where it goes, stop. Wait, there was, just shut up. What are you doing here, You've mate? literally got one of the greatest rappers of all time. Why are you even speaking? Exactly. I just don't understand it. <laughs> I do not understand and see, it. And when Suge called him out for that, I, I remember I was a kid and I was like, yeah, yeah. If you don't want the producer all in the videos, I know. dancing. Like, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Shit, like, he wasn't in the videos, but he did go on to sort of balance yeah. it out with some other stuff. But like... Yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but like, he did keep a low profile. Yeah. But it turns out there were reasons for that. Yeah. But like, but like, I just don't. I respect. Like, have you seen? I follow like mm-hmm. Diddy or P Diddy. Or, well, I can't remember what his name is now. But like, yeah. I, I, I follow him on Instagram. Yeah. Have you seen this one video of him like in his office? 
where he's like on the phone. Have you seen this video? Do you follow him honestly? I do, I do. It's, unbe- it's so good. He's like on the phone, right? And he goes, okay, okay, okay. And it's obviously like a deal's just being agreed. Mm. And he goes, yeah. And then he just puts the phone in and he goes, yes, oh I'm a monster. <laughs> Anything I want, I get it. Yes. What's <laughs> 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 oh. next? Just starts absolutely. <laughs> 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 he just ordered a pizza though. It's supposed to be some motivational thing. It's so funny, man. I love all that motivational stuff. (laughs) I'm a beast! (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) 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 Oh, man. I just think I I respect what he's done. Yeah. He set up the record label. He dominated the 90s. Like, but... Don't put those videos online, mate. Do you know what I mean? Just, you know, like, you can have those little moments. Just yeah. keep them to yourself. Nobody needs to see that. Right. Like, take that, take that. That's the most... <laughs> that's his, that's... Also, can I just say, in the video for Bad Boys for Life, mm-hmm. I've always had an issue with this, mm-hmm. where Puff, like, he's playing golf, right, mm-hmm. on his on the top of it. It's one of the ugliest swings. I, I know. Mean, never has a man <laughs> demonstrated... That he doesn't play golf more effectively <laughs> than him yeah. taking a suit. Yeah, I have to agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> so, would you say, uh, would you say, Ready to Die is your favourite hip hop album of all time? Yes, and it doesn't have Diddy. Pre puff. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's definitely uh, yeah well I'd say one of my top it's hard to say top top yeah 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 yeah. yeah it's sure. difficult it's a difficult but it certainly is unbelievable I'm, unbelievable oh my god that wasn't even <laughs> now deliberate now just drop the tune <laughs> and then into the next section <laughs> <laughs> it's a perfect edit point live from Bedford Stuyvesant the loudest one representing BK to the fullest gats are bullet bastards ducking when Big B bucking chicken heads be clucking in my back room fucking it ain't When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Oh, man. Hip-hop gripes. Is there anything about hip-hop you don't like? Are there any mm-hmm. issues you have with it? 
you know, the treatment of women. I think that's just, you know, automatic. And it's not so much, it's not even just the way women are treated in songs. It's the way women rappers don't get the respect that they should. They don't yeah. get the props that they should. You know, Lauren Hill is one of the greatest rappers of all time, and people don't put her in that conversation. It's funny how money changes situation. Miscommunication leads to complication. My emancipation don't fit your equation. I was on the humble you on every station. Someone play young Lauren like she done. But remember not to game the one of the sun Everything you did has already been done I know all the tricks from bricks to kings down you know, they don't get the props. And then when there are more than um, when there are more when there's more than one woman, they make it seem as if there can only be one on top. Oh, it's insane. That, that is That's unbelievable, crazy. isn't it? It's That's like crazy. It's, got, it's either Nikki or it's Cardi B or like, right. and they've all got a beef with each other. Like nobody's putting J. Cole and Kendrick against each other I know, like that. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah. It is mad. It is mad. And also like female hip hop is not a genre. Do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. so weird. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? The way, it's yeah. so insane. But, you know, um, what's your response to the argument that... Well, there's a couple of arguments. We've got Because mm-hmm. we've had a lot of people come on this podcast and talk about the misogyny of it. Mm-hmm. Just to be clear, Rupert's very much in favour of it all. I, I don't want to I don't want to. <laughs> throw him under a bus. You say in a he room loves full it. of it's women. It's one of your favourite things. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, no, but there's a couple of arguments. There's a couple of arguments to do with it. One of the arguments mm-hmm. is, is that... And I think Dr. Dre made this argument years and years ago, and people sort of revisit it. Mm-hmm. The argument is is that with regards to sort of how women are spoken about in these records, mm-hmm. is that uh, it's, an enter- it's a form of entertainment and you're taking it to... People are taking it to... They're taking it to literally, right? So mm-hmm. that, you know, if, if, if it was in a film and you saw something violent or you saw a murder in a film or you saw this, that and the other, you wouldn't mm-hmm. hold those people accountable. And so why are we holding rappers accountable for what they talk about in their songs? Mm-hmm. I don't... I mean, what's your response to that argument? Mm-hmm. I think... Um, I always say, for me, I think... With hip hop, there is a responsibility, but what I need more rappers to do is I need them to talk about the consequences and, and not just just the other side. You know, like like nowadays, that's what you see a lot of. You hear a lot of. They're not talking about the consequences. Six Nine was not talking about the consequences, but he has to live with them. No, yeah, you know, yeah. and so we don't see he, that. Enough. He didn't seem to show any kind of remorse or no. sadness about like, what was going. He was bragging about the I stuff know, he's doing was... and doing it on social media. I know it was and so like... weird, and he was so, he was almost celebrating. He was. So excited about it, mm-hmm. I thought this can't be real. Like, like he can't, he can't really be going to prison. And it's just like, <laughs> does he know? Has somebody told him what prison's exactly. like? I don't As know. someone told him, he's not Trump. He's not. I know. <laughs> Um, yeah, sorry, anyway. No, I but yeah, I, so I, I, I want them to think about that. I want them to think about the fact that generations of kids are being raised on hip-hop. And you can say it's entertainment all you want, but you're going to watch a movie one time. You're listening to these songs over and over again, and this is the message you're getting over and over again. So it's just it's a little more responsibility. That's not too much to ask, you know. Um, but I'm not going to all blame it all on hip-hop because... Music should not be raising kids. Yeah. You know, I was listening, like I said, to TLC at four, but my mom didn't let them raise me. No. You know, no. so. It was just your teacher that wanted that. Yeah, it was the teacher. <laughs> really it was the teacher. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, so it's 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 tricky because I never want to talk about, I never want to get into the whole idea of censorship. Yeah. I think artists should be able to say what they want without worry. But at the same time, it's just 
the, the specifically the treatment of women. If you're gonna objectify us on one song, can you uplift us on another? Yeah, yeah. You know, can can we get a little of both? And and the thing is too, I, I feel guilty because there are songs that are very misogynistic that I enjoy. I know. You know, know like yeah. back that thing up. I- like me and a friend were talking about that, and we were saying, you know, after really listening to it, we're like, wait, but we do that whole thing that a lot of women do. We say, well, they're not talking about me. Yeah. You know. Do we have some empathy for that hoe? You know? <laughs> so, <laughs> we don't. We don't. We lose it. Well, that sounds like a really it. great hashtag. I know. For like, for like a campaign. <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, so it's it's we're all guilty of playing into the machine. Yeah. We are. The other thing is, though, is like, you know, you still talk about Brie in your book, like mm-hmm. she has to make it under any circumstance. But I used to talk about this on stage, about the fact that like, mm-hmm. not so much now, because like, if you want to put music out, you can put it out direct to the consumer. It's much easier now. Mm-hmm. But back in like the 90s or whatever, mm-hmm. like the record labels were like the gatekeepers. You couldn't right. really get your music out, you know, beyond mixtapes or whatever in Horsham. You couldn't really <laughs> get like a, a nationwide release without the record labels. And they were the gatekeepers of what was being listened to, right? So mm-hmm. like, so after NWA came out, you know, NWA, that album, Strata Comps, is obviously amazing. We've talked about this before. But like the mm-hmm. legacy of that album is that hip-hop shifted towards this sort of profane kind of like gangster sort of... Mm-hmm. T- and that is a lot. That is now, for a lot of people, what hip-hop is synonymous with ever since, right? Even though right. we know that there's loads of positive hip-hop being made or whatever. And um, the argument is, is that loads of people are making lots of different types of hip-hop, but record labels decided that this is what they wanted... This is what they decided was going to be big. This is what they wanted to promote. Mm-hmm. And so two things. One, that was all that was getting released. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is, like, if you're trying to make it as a rapper and you're living in like really difficult circumstances, you sort of you can't be blamed for saying whatever you think is going to get you a record. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Like, that's yeah. a, like, you know, you can be positive all you like, but if it's a choice between being like positive and hungry yeah. or negative <laughs> and paid. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like how yeah. can you blame people for making that the latter choice? Do you know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. That's what it's about. That's what I wanted to really talk about with this book too because yeah. so many of these rappers that people villainize, they're kids. Yeah. You know, we were talking about 6ix9ine. He's young. Yeah. He is super young. And a lot of them, they're under, they're 21 and under. And we're talking about kids who just want to make it and they want to make it however that is. And so I wouldn't blame them. You know, they have a responsibility and they need to eventually know that but I blame the machine I blame the industry because this is what they've told them they've shown them these images their whole life and made them think that's the only way you can make it so if you're hungry like you were saying I they're gonna talk about a hoe before they talk about being hungry (laughs) you know (laughs) if that's what's gonna get them paid so they don't have to be hungry so it's 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 um it's it's sad to know but I hope that you know with the shift we're seeing in the music industry that artists are taking the power back so maybe just maybe they can start changing what they talk about and changing this whole idea of you have to fit a certain image and we're seeing bits and pieces of that you know we got rappers wearing dresses now that wouldn't mm-hmm. have happened no. you know we got rappers um like chance the rapper chance doesn't talk about that stuff and he has made it successfully he's carving his own his own lane so i, I think that now that the power is being taken away from the labels maybe the power can be given back to the artists themselves and we will see a change in hip-hop yeah. eventually 
Um, where do you stand on the fact that six? How old is six nine? Do we know? Ooh, I don't know. I just think that you should not be allowed to get a facial tattoo until you're forty five. <laughs> I years agree old. with because that. Forty five. Yeah, I honestly, I, I tell you why. Because then you, if you've got a, if you've got a face tattoo, can we all? Ex- I know tattoos have become more accepted. I mean, I've got tattoos. Have you got any? Tattoos? No, never. Okay, never so will. I know, oh, wait, well, I'm you never will. Five soon, so maybe. Okay, fine. <laughs> but you know, like. You, if you have a face tattoo, mm-hmm. I think it's fair to say, even with the relaxed attitude towards, that we have towards tattoos, it rules you out of a lot of employment. Yeah. 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 So 6 9 when he, uh, like, he, that is a long time for him to yeah. be in jobs that accept facial tattoos. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure you couldn't even work in a subway with a face tattoo. It's nah. not in this country. Have anyway. you seen that girl who got Drake done on her that forehead? Is Just stupid. Drake covering the whole of her forehead, the word Drake. Are you being serious? No, 100%. I've seen yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're just stuck with that. Yeah. yeah. And what, he's not like going to give her any And also, music. the other thing is, Drake is not going to even like... <laughs> no! Like, just, like, like, why would he want to... No! It's so crazy, man. You've no. just got to style it out, haven't you? Or get blame, a long fringe. Oh, I blame Birdman. <laughs> <laughs> I blame Birdman. It was when he and Wayne started getting all those face I tattoos. Know. All of a sudden, everybody's getting face tattoos. So. Because the thing is, tattoos are so addictive. Once you get one mm-hmm. on the face, you just think, oh, <laughs> you might as well, yeah. There's, so, a, lot of, keep there's a lot of real estate. What's your here, tattoo of? My tattoo. Oh, yeah, you've got I've got Richard, Richard Pryor, Pryor on mine. Yeah. Oh. But, like, um, but even then, I didn't even, you know, it's so silly. Because, because I knew it was an extreme thing to do, mm-hmm. to have such a large tattoo of Richard Pryor. So I didn't, didn't tell my wife I was getting it done. And then I came home. She said, how's your day? <laughs> Were you thinking I'm going to try and hide this for a bit? <laughs> I said, oh, I've, I've a had a massive t-shirt. tattoo of Richard Pryor put on my forearm, actually. What about you? What have you been up to? And she said, by coincidence... She'd had Gene Wilder done. So, <laughs> Still crazy. <laughs> what a weird coincidence that is. So now we go out He's on the 22. road together. He's 22. Yeah, 22. So that is. I, I, you know, I feel like maybe you don't get a face tattoo until you're in a certain tax bracket too. Correct. Like, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to worry about getting a job. Then, yeah. then you get a face tattoo. Like when you've got good retirement set up and, and, and investments, then you can get a face tattoo. But if you, if there's a chance you're going to end up working at McDonald's, don't get a face tattoo. No. If you Unless have... it is of something that they sell there. Right. Then you know maybe. I mean? like... <laughs> what would you, what, if you had to have one? If I had to have a face for? tattoo. Yeah. I would have like the words, this was done against my will. Or <laughs> just like, that covers the whole face. <laughs> Huge font though. Yeah, yeah. To sort of completely undermine it. <laughs> what would you have done? Uh, the the logo of this podcast. Oh. Would you? Yeah, yeah. Just a, Dude, I don't even intend billboard. on being doing this podcast in like six months time. It's such an insane thing to do. What about you, Angie? What would you have? Um, I'd probably get something like religious, like a cross or something. So yeah. like if like I'm trying to get a job, a Christian can't discriminate against me because I'm like, I got Jesus oh, on that's my face. Good, what that's are you doing? That's a great idea. That is a great I mean, idea. I'm in Mississippi. You know, I'm in the Bible Belt. I will go on the news and be like, they didn't hire me because I had Jesus yeah. on my face. And then all of a sudden, I've made the news and I'm getting the job. I mean, that's all it takes. That is great. That yeah. is the first example I've seen of a face tattoo guaranteeing you employment. Yeah. yeah. That is the direct opposite of what I'd always assumed would happen with that. That's well There's done. a guy who's got one with a penis going like from his ear to his mouth to the that's side of his true. lip. That's I promise you. I've seen Google that too. It. Yeah. 
How come it's you say? How come you guys have seen us? <laughs> we were here. We were, we were here early. We were good. Oh, what, is that what you're doing <laughs> while you're waiting for me? <laughs> uh, like in, a little thing I like to do with people I've just met. <laughs> just look up face. Just an icebreaker. So one of my favourite things. Yeah. Oh, you got to see this dick cheek, chatting. Oh yeah, because I've been talking to you for about what a minute and a half now. Oh, you've got to see this. Yeah, I've got to see this. So, Angie, do you ever go to any live hip-hop? I haven't. It's been, like, like, I want to go to shows, and I'm always so busy that I can't go to shows. Yeah. But my goal is, like, um, when Kendrick goes on tour again, I'm going to be there. Did you see it? You haven't seen him yet, no? No, I watch it, like, on YouTube. So, like, right. when he did Coachella, I watched it on YouTube. Yeah. I acted like I was there. So, And yeah. how did that, was that just you in your living room, just sort of... With the, it real, the real live experience. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Me, yeah. Rupert and I yeah, we both went, went we to see him when he came to London. Oh, yeah. no. It was a really mad show, wasn't it? Yeah, it was wicked. It was wicked, yeah. yeah. Um, but he, it was very minimal. Yeah. It wasn't, was yeah, it, it was just him on the stage with, I mean, there's big production, but it's yeah. just him alone. Yeah. Just in like a dressing gown. Yeah. It looked like a dressing gown, didn't it? It looked pretty cool, didn't it? Yeah. It was like all white. Yeah. And then he disappeared onesie. and like he appeared on this. Uh, uh, what I'm realising as I'm talking to you is live performance is not, uh, does not re-survive really retelling. Need to be there. <laughs> does not really, and sort of we it doesn't really survive. So you can't, you can't really convey it effectively no, no, an anecdote. Okay, do you know what I mean? Okay. But let me carry on. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't really music quite, was very loud. It was very loud. Yeah, it was very loud. Oh. We were in, uh, we were in the box. Uh, mm. we were watching it from a box with the London Mayor Sadiq Khan. Oh wow! Uh, we got very excited, so we invited him. And I'm going to say this again because yeah. uh, we invited Sadiq Khan onto the podcast. Yeah. And his publicist replied saying. He's too busy, but we hadn't given any specific dates. Oh wow! So, so okay. that, that's well, you, you guys are seeing his office on uh, yeah, this week. I'll are bring, you? I'll yeah. bring it up to him. Yeah, can you say? Because I'll tell you why. Because he, basically, he's busy forever, according to his. He's publicist. so busy, he goes to Kendrick Lamar gigs. Yeah. I know, right? He's been on other podcasts, right? <laughs> Literally the week after I heard him on another podcast, and then I did a travel show with my mum, right? Mm-hmm. So I was on the underground like about a month ago. I get a tap on the shoulder. It's Sadiq Khan travelling on the underground. <laughs> says to me, "Where's your mum?" Right? Oh my god! I mean, the, the level that this guy is disrespecting and you me. Said, Where's what? your mum? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I said to him, she's on my podcast, where you <laughs> refuse to be because you're busy for the foreseeable, Sadiq. <laughs> so anyway, so, oh, but like, are there many live shows in Jackson, Mississippi? You know, somewhat, but like, they're always in like places I don't want to go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, they're in like the club where somebody's going to probably get shot. Yeah. And I'm like, nah, you know, like, and then sometimes there are artists I don't listen to a lot. And that's nothing against those artists. I just don't listen to them, you know, because I'm in the South, so we get some southern rappers that I don't listen to. I listen to more West Coast and New York stuff, and I'm real selective with my southern hip-hop. So, like, you know, I got nothing against Lil Boosie, but I'm not trying to go to a Boosie show. But if you're... you're, But do do people from the South get annoyed at you? Because they feel like you're... Mm You're not repping your area by not listening to Southern hip hop, or people pretty used to that. That you oh, listen to. They don't care. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, you know, um, I do listen to some. I do listen to some, but okay. yeah, yeah. So I don't get to go to shows in Jackson. I probably have to go to like Atlanta. But yeah, you, you've been yeah. to some live stuff though. Did you say you went and saw Little Bow Wow? 
Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Back in the day. That was like that was like my first concert. So ever. what was that like? How was that? It was it was fun, I guess. Yeah. You know, um, I was a huge. Did you go, mom? Oh yeah, my mom got me backstage. <laughs> oh wow. And my mom got me like front row tickets. Yeah. She was a real. MVP. How old was he then? I was what 13, 14? How, how old was? Because he was young. He was about 13, 14 yeah. too. Okay. Yeah, we so. were both fourteen. Around here we pop them cops. Around here we get them dots. Every girl I see that look right like me just got a hot. Just get it all about stacking up. Saw big here, but we can back it up. Long as everybody get front when they drop in the club, all acting up. I represent the SO. How much of a little Bow Wow fan were you? I was the hugest Bow Wow. The hugest. Fan. Like okay. literally, they had a fan club thing online. And, like, you had to do, like, vote for his videos on 106 and Park per week to get points and stuff. I had more points than anybody in the world. I was the than number anybody one. anybody in, in the, the world. world. I was the number one. I was, I claimed. That's How like, have you sat, like, 45 <laughs> minutes into this interview? And didn't tell that. And not mention that. I mean, that's, that's another thing I blocked out. Okay, yeah, there you go. <laughs> until he brought it up. But I was, I was that. So I was a huge fan. Like, my room, I had posters everywhere. And, like, I went to this CD store, and they had this cardboard cutout of him that I thought was life-size. Right. You and thought so, it was life-size. <laughs> yes. That's going to make sense in a bit. So I thought it was life-size. It was taller than me or whatever. So <laughs> I, I asked the CD store if I could have it, and they said, yeah. So I carried it through the mall yeah. and put it in our uh, neighbor had to bring a pickup truck and yeah. put it in the truck, took it home, and I had it in my bedroom. And do you recall what sort of looks you were getting as you walked through the mall with you it? Know what? Envious. I, I was running with it because okay. I thought somebody was going to take it from me. Yeah, sure. <laughs> like that everybody is, yeah, in yeah. the mall wanted a little bow wow cut out. The so. number two bow wow fan yeah. was chasing yeah. you. God. Oh, that, so, that's how that <laughs> piece of shit is always trying to get that cut out. Oh, my God. Just everywhere you go is in the garden. I'm going to get that cut out. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> so I had it in my room. And so I was a big fan. So the, the concert, the, day, the days before the concert, my mom called the guy at the radio station. She knew him. She was like, can you just get her backstage to meet him? This and is so, great parenting, by the way. Yeah. Well um, I got mm, another one. Mom. I got another story out okay. about Left Eye from TLC. Okay, great. But, um, so I get backstage to meet him. And, yeah. you know, and security comes with him. And there's a bunch of us backstage, a bunch of fans backstage. And security's surrounding him so you can't see, basically. And, and I'm looking because I'm like, I expect... To see him, but yeah. you can't. And so when so, it's because he's so little. When it's my time in the meet and greet line, I'm going up, and there's this really little kid standing here, right. and he's like, "What's up, I'm Bow Wow," and I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> oh my God, that's how you responded." That's what I'm so thinking. You got more points than anyone else in the world. Did he know? And that? you finally oh. meet him, and you go, "Oh." I, well, I didn't say it out loud. I'm thinking it. Okay. And so I shook his hand, got a picture, blah blah blah, and left. And afterwards, I told my mom, I was like, he's so small. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know Please if I was expecting, like, The Rock or in def- what. In defense of him, he's yeah. not tried to hide it. He's no, called he's Little Bow Wow. Oh, he's he's, he's, he's been pretty front and center exactly. about his size. But he was if like, he was called Huge Bow Wow, exactly. I would understand your disappointment. <laughs> I would understand why he'd be, you have a right to be, an, yeah. Or yeah. even just Bow Wow, yeah. yeah Regu- so. If he called himself Regular Size Bow Wow, <laughs> then I understand why when you're meeting him, you go, right. dude, what kind of fucking game are you playing? <laughs> <laughs> but then, yeah. So he was, he was, he was, he wasn't just tiny like height wise, but just 
small stature. Yeah. So Complete I was shoulder, like, not broad, right. nothing. And so also, there was a singer out at the time called Mario. So they were doing the concert together. Yeah. Mario was a couple of years older, blah, blah, blah. He yeah. came out. Three for, foot tall. Uh, no, he was, he was taller. <laughs> okay. He was taller. And I, all of a sudden, I was in love. So. Oh, really? <laughs> Just totally switched. Oh, <laughs> my God. I, that night, I made the switch. You are so <laughs> in the fickle, man. <laughs> That is disgusting. I know. You have the most points of anyone in the world, and just a and taller guy comes out. <laughs> he was. His, his cologne. And he had on a, my mom was trying to tell me. He had on a nice cologne and he hugged me. I was in love after that. So right. that was it. Do you get rid of the cardboard cutout then when you I, got you know, smashed it? I did it. I, 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 had, I was feeling bad about the fact that I switched up like yeah. that, so I kept it around. But yeah. Just collecting just. In my closet. <laughs> Still got it. Put it in the closet. <laughs> and then hunted yeah. for a Mario one. Yeah. So, no, Went but you know, hunt. at that age. Yeah, sure, I get at it. At that age. And then B2K came out and right. it was just, that was it. Um, like, yeah. that was it. I was yeah. sold, so. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that is so sad. We aren't loyal at that age. <laughs> no. <at all. laughs> what are you listening to at the moment, then? Um, I love both Kendrick and J. Cole. Right. You know, um, I love Joyner Lucas. Joyner. Oh, my God. Yeah. Joyner Lucas, He is man. awesome. He is so awesome. So. I don't know why I said that like I prefer him to Jake. I love Kendrick <laughs> and J. Cole. But yeah. Joyner Lucas seems to be the most divided, because like some people I know just don't. Yeah. Yeah. I love him. Also, there's a um, there's a woman MC out of South Carolina called Rhapsody. Yeah. Yeah. I love Rhapsody. A lot of people don't know about her. They need right. to know about her. Okay. So, so, you so yeah. Well, yeah. in that case, can what I? tune should we play in? Yeah. Like, of them or just anybody? A rhapsody. Well, rhapsody. Oh, she yeah. has a song called so- Sojourner's Truth with right. J. Cole. I definitely okay. recommend that. Okay, there you go. Banger. Drop that in now. Now. If you don't teach the ones that's coming up to multiply their cash, think for themselves. Think beyond sales. Everything we're worth don't come with some whistles and some bells. The ones that gotta leave behind, the ones you gotta bail. Meek meal and working hard ain't too tall from a meek meal to keep it real. The realest niggas I know always kept it real. And I'ma tell you black on black murder been whack. Nine turn me up so they can hit me in the back. Oh, you should yeah. listen to if you have you do you ever listen to any British hip hop? You know, There's no reason why you should have done. Twenty one so, Savage. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. I've always said he's one of us. 21 Savage. Finally. Always claimed him. I've been claiming him from day. You're the one who got him to, to fess up. Yeah, I said to him, don't be ashamed of it, man. Drop the accent. All right, Rom. I'm 21 Savage. But you know, I don't. I need some recommendations. Well, you know, it's funny, right? Because, like, British, British hip-hop... Mm-hmm. And like grime and all that is in the best health it's been in for ages. But when Americans listen to it, I think it does take a little bit of time to adjust to hearing that accent. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. when I've played it to like Americans, but they sort of go, "Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's different. It's sort of different, <laughs> kind of different flavour to what I'm used to." Uh, but yeah, there's uh, well, Little Sims just That's got, good, got yeah. an album out. Okay. She's really good. And then there's a, there's a rapper called Dave. I sort of laughed because Dave, Dave, you know Dave. <laughs> I mean, he's not really thinking outside the box, is he? There. Maybe his name isn't Dave, and that's the spin. <laughs> his name's Steve. He said, let's, "Let's go with Dave." 
I just saw. It's not even popping an MC on the front. MC Dave, young MC, young, the young Dave. A, no, the things we saw—he is amazing. But as okay. I, but as I saw Sun <laughs> he used to be called I Little saw, Dave. You're not going to believe that there's a guy <laughs> called. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so That's... there's Dave, and also you need to check out Gary. Yeah, Martin. And there's Paul. <laughs> and then... Ian. He's George. Good. Oh my God. <laughs> That's, That's hilarious. Dave's got she's, an album called it, Psychodrama. I'm look it up. Psychodrama is really good. Easy as the alphabet. Three G's in a ring, call me Alvarez. My teacher used to say I need counselling Couldn't stop asking me, what do you feel? There's so many old scars that they want to reveal We got off on the wrong foot Cause I don't want them to heal Nah, but if you're looking for a psycho, you got one I thought I had a screw loose, but I lost one 99 problems, money it is not one My currency's Kenyan, that's in it for the long run Do you know Giggs? I've heard of him Yeah, so Giggs was like Giggs is, uh, he just got an album out But he did, like, he was on Drake's last album, wasn't he? Yeah so there's a bit he's signed of, a few a bit British of you. rappers, hasn't he? Who, Drake has? Yeah, I think Does so. Yeah. I didn't know that. Are you a Drake fan? Uh, <laughs> I got beef with Drake. You got beef with Drake? <laughs> he doesn't he know it from He doesn't care, but oh, I'm sure, no, Let's call, no, let's call, but, let's call like, it out now. We wanted to use his song in the Hate You Give movie. Right. And apparently, now this is what, you know, this is what I've been told. Um, apparently... Um, they told him the context. Star was listening to it at the party with her friend Khalil. Yeah. And in the book, and we were going to do it in the movie, Khalil messes with her because she calls Drake her husband right. or whatever. She loves Drake. And he's like, you still love whiny ass Drake. And so apparently he took offense to that. I was like, I don't like that y'all call me whiny. Uh, Are you serious? So, so basically, I guess he whined about being called whiny. <laughs> um, gone, yeah. And didn't allow them to use the song in the movie. Wow. So I'm like, I, then he came out with in my feelings. So I'm like, really? Wow. <laughs> you're making us th- you're, you are in your feelings. Huh? Yeah. I mean, I love you, Drake. I, Star loves Drake. She even was going to wear a Drake t-shirt at one point in the movie. And yeah. that one line was yeah. it. I'm like, really? Okay, listen, I've got beef, <laughs> I've got beef with Drake as well. Okay. It's not for the same not for the same reason. You don't, uh, you don't need him. No, we don't need him. We, in no. fact, just as a sign out, we're not going to play any of his music. Yeah. At, 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 in tribute to Angie, we're never playing a Drake From song on this in podcast ever again. So there you go, Drake. There you go. Yeah, you didn't want your song played? Congratulations. <laughs> it's not we, getting played on this anyway. ever again. We come out of the How record about and that? there's an email asking him to cut his Yeah, Drake's coming on. Come on. <laughs> no, we don't uh, want you, whiny ass. <laughs> Uh, what's the deal? So, what, how come you're? Are you just here doing the promo tour for the book then, basically? Yeah, yeah. I've um, I've been all over the country. It feels like for the right. past week. Yeah, promoting the new book. Are you doing book signings? Yeah, I've been doing. So a you lot can of relate book to this. Yeah, huh? you just done a book tour. Yes, you? but the difference between yeah. you and I is <laughs> my is book sold. My book sold what twelve to thirteen copies. New York bestseller, huh? New York bestseller as well. Your book? No, no, no. But the point <laughs> is, I had to do a book signing tour. Yeah. How do you find it? It was it was fun, no, you know. Tell me, how'd was, you find it, really? Yeah, mm. no, it was it was fun, you right. know. Um, I, sp- I love doing the school visits, especially. Yeah, you know, That's with with the wrong. kids and and the schools and getting to talk to them about the book and signing the books for them, you know. But I will say, it's always interesting coming here at, versus doing signings at at home, you know. I can't. What's the difference? Well, you know, with the hate you give, like. 
I got a kind of wide audience. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, I have, when I came here, I had some older British white people coming to my signings right. about this book about hip hop. And what did they say and, to you? And, you know, I, I got the things of, you know, I love Hamilton. And I'm like, Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> oh I love my Dave. God. And, and that's not this. You get why I say that. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. And uh, your book's been. You, you, is it true that you were sort of. They tried to censor it. Were you were censored? I have read this thing about. This might be fake news. But no, it's real. The police, like the police, wanted to ban your first book from like, or they they had some issue with it. Is that right? Yeah, in South Carolina, the so police union. Um, the book was put on a summer reading list for right. uh, a high school, along with another book that kind of touches on a similar topic called All American Boys. Right. And so the police union apparently found out, and they said that the two books were trying to create anti-police sentiment and thought that they should not be on the summer reading list. Oh, my God. So then what happened? And so they put it, it was all on the news, it was on CNN and all of this, but the... Um, that's good. Okay, good sorry. It's sorry. good publicity. Yeah. That's I mean, good, right? You that know. I would love it <laughs> if my book got on the news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only, the only news I get on is Ramesh sits on his own in bookstore for three hours <laughs> no, no. <laughs> waiting for people to turn up. <laughs> Eventually asked to leave by staff. <laughs> Book not in stock. Yeah, sorry. So, no, so, no, no. So they, so then, what happened? They just um, a lot of teachers and educators and librarians spoke up for the book, and the kids did too, and they kept it on there. Right, so right. you know, it was, it was, it was interesting to deal with that. But it happened like in Texas too. A school district banned the book, took right. it off all the shelves, and you know, you can't tell kids. That what they won't read because that makes them want to read it even oh more. Oh, God. I mean, so a like, book that's been banned. That's I the mean, perfect come book on, for them. That's incredible, right? Exactly. So I'm like, keep doing it. It makes my yeah. sales go up every single time. <laughs> it really does. Like, they couldn't keep it in Houston, Texas when they banned it in a school yeah. district there. So it's 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 frustrating, but, you know, um, I, I, hey, do it. It's not going to shut me up. Yeah, yeah, you know, so it feels like I know this is such a, a try, almost a try thing. So it seems to be what everyone's saying, but mm-hmm. that sort of thing seems to be happening more. At the, we're in a weird time, aren't we? Where that sort of thing is, and I think that alongside social media mm-hmm. means that these things just get completely like blown up, don't they? It's oh like, yeah, oh yeah, for sure, for sure. But you know, I was just I was waiting. I was like, okay, is Trump going to tweet about it? I oh, t- my I God, kinda, that would yeah. be the absolute... It would be the best thing, I'm going to say. Just stood next to Melania standing. <laughs> Melania, Melania B. <laughs> Melania B She's doesn't like the book either. It. <laughs> it's tweet about it. Tweet about it, because all the people that hate you are going to check it out. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a lot of people. So, yeah. But I was just waiting for it to happen. Do you think we're going to get a mm-hmm. movie of this book as well? We're working on it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're working on it. Um, same film studio, Fox 2000. Right. Um, same production companies, same director, George Tillman Jr., but this time I get to produce, so I'm excited. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> plug one, plug two. Guest plugs for you. Uh, well, look, listen, we're out of time, pretty much, but you have been best guest ever. Best guest ever. Uh, what, what? Obviously, we can still get your book. Your book came out in February, is that right? Yes, so, yes. Uh, make sure you go and get that. And then sort of what's on the horizon for you? Obviously, the film. Anything else you've got going on? Yeah, I'm working on my third book at the moment. Nice. Yeah. Can you give us any... 
Um, it's it's about a guy who does a podcast. <laughs> an English guy called yeah. Dave. He's worse <laughs> Get, gets <laughs> imposter syndrome because he's not convinced he's got any talent. And then every now and again he goes home and he just looks in the mirror and he feels a little bit sad. <laughs> then he goes out and pretends to his wife and kids that he's still happy. And he has a <laughs> I'm just trying to flesh tattoo. it out for you. This is not just randomly. Finally. It's all just coming to randomly. <laughs> With the Richard Pryor tattoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, um, it's set in the same neighborhood as the first two books, but it's not a sequel to either book. Okay. But the main character is someone my readers will know. Okay. So that's all Ooh. I can say. Oh, my Lord. Space. <laughs> okay, so watch this space. Uh, listen, Angie, congratulations on all of your success. Thank you. It is, uh, it's really great you doing what you do, and uh, we wish you all the very best with it, don't we? Yeah. I mean, I've spoken for Rupert, I don't know if he no, does. No, I wish, he, I wish he you the might, best. He might as well. He might not wish you the greatest. I don't <laughs> no, know. No, I, I made do. that He's assumption. For you we, do. Yeah. I can speak for you. Yeah. So we both, we both, I've got it clarified. We <laughs> both do wish the very best. We established that he enjoys misogynistic hip hop. Yeah. So yes, do. he does. Yeah, it's one of his favourite things. It's all he talks about. <laughs> it is all he talks it's about. It's my platform. So, I'll tell you this, this is my platform. Two things he talks about: uh, misogyny in hip hop and dick face tattoos. It's, li- it's literally the only and two my, things. And my wisdom tooth. Yeah, and his wisdom tooth. Yeah, dry socket. That's like his go-to dinner. The pain bite. is real, dude. The pain is real. <laughs> Uh, well, look, thank you so much. Best of luck with it. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Bye, Rupert. Bye, Ramesh.